Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Anime Tour Bus. It's me, your non-expert Eric. And who's that sitting right next to me? Well, that's you, listener. Listener, what you doing? You trading stocks right now? Oh, that's a rough time. Stocks are only going down at this this particular time. Um, Mesker, you got it. But you know what they say, listener, Mesker. Mesker's, Mesker's our expert, but she doesn't know fucking shit about investing like I do. Uh, Mesker knows lots of things, but not, not, she doesn't invest fucking hard. Like, and you know what they say, Metzger? You know what they say? When there's blood on the streets, when there's fear, that's, that's the time to invest. So, um, Metzger now, now is the time because there's never been more blood on the streets than when our investor gets killed. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Oh, also, Metzger and I are going to become bounty hunters. It's already been decided. Metzger, uh, what are you thinking? Are you going to invest? Are you going to buy uh, some Google? Are you going to buy well, some you Google? See, you see, I got a guy for that. I got a, I got a guy. Metzger's got that Italian blood in her. She's like, I got a guy. I got a guy. I've had a guy for a long time. He just takes care of that for me, and and I get an email, and I just look at it, and I go, ah, the guy's doing work. I once tried to have a guy. Guess what? He lost me fifty dollars. That was that was the sum. That was the sum total. I gave him three years, and he gave me negative fifty dollars. I'm gonna say my main impression for Juju this week is, holy shit, that would have been so much more devastating had I not already known that Nanami was gonna die. Yeah, you ruined it for me. I, I, this is the first time I've ever been grateful for Reddit. Yeah. For spoiling something for me. I needed to be ready for that, you know? Like, I needed, I'm, I'm very glad. You gotta admit it, because the way that, when we open this episode up, and Nanami is just walking, and he's at pretty much death's door, but he's still pushing for that job well done, and he's still got people that's counting on him. But dude is straight up dreaming of being on a beach. <laughs> at first, I thought he was just uh, at death's door, you know, where he's hallucinating and he's seeing yeah. what, what he wants to see. But no, really, he's just still, even in this mo moment, like motivating himself and thinking about the reward that it's finally time after this job it's he's gonna retire he's like i've done enough and it is okay for me to retire and guess what he he does get to retire just it's not in what is it malaysia yeah That's it's not in malaysia game. he's not gonna get to read all of those books which that hit me extra hard oh the idea of like you know i'm gonna read all these books when when the time comes and all oh yeah like i want to read but i'm just too busy and he's like, I have all these books, and oh, there's something I'm about read that. Them and take the time I've lost back, page by page. And that was the moment when I was so thankful that I knew what was coming, because that would have been so motivating and so uplifting, and I would have been so full of hope and cheering Nanami on. I was almost crying in the beach shots. Like, as he's... Yeah, and he was, like, dancing around, but instead of dancing in real life, he's, like, fucking fighting for his life. Yes. 
Yeah, no, it was it was upsetting. Like there's there's no good way otherwise to describe that. Like it was just upsetting. With a very gentle just hand on his back, he recognizes Mojito. And it's like so clearly over. Like even Mojito's not being like a huge butthole about it. It's really weird how Mojito is handling it. It has got way more respect. Who was that dude? That was his high school friend. Do we, did we get did we learn anything about him? I mean, like the first half of the season, right? Where like they have to save that girl, but then Bushiguro's dad shoots her in the face. Yeah, that prequel, right? Yeah. I, I don't remember him being in that. You is killed on a mission. Like, we do see him in that prequel. Like, Ghetto and you are having a conversation, and Ghetto asks... Hey, oh, the you young like guy me? that gets killed and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's like, hey, do you like being a sorcerer? And they talk about it, and then that's... Yeah, that no, I remember that, yeah. That's the main, him dancing on a beach but actually fighting... The whole thing with Mojito, and then it becomes like a, hey, it is time for the next generation to pass on the, to to take the torch. Yeah, he pretty much like, hey, can you take it? Can you take it from here? And, um. Which he fucking does. I am very, I'm so very proud that Mojito at least handled this one with some respect. Yeah. Like he didn't, he does love to torture Yuji, and I was very worried when they turn around and saw Yuji while he's still touching Nanami. And uh, was just, yeah, it was gonna be a thing. I was so worried, but Nanami got a decent death, and then yeah, Yuji takes over, and I think Mahito's fucked up, dude. Like, I don't mean he's. I don't mean he like fucked up as in messed up. I think he's fucked up as in made a huge mistake. Oh, yeah, for sure he has. Because Yuji is... Yuji's pissed. He's dealing with some very complex emotions right now. And it's essentially functioning on just monkey brain. <laughs> Been there. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, that's... I don't really have much more to add than what we already have. No, were there any highlights to the fight, though? Like... Was there anything that got you? It's just like, oh, that's real good. I mean, so you actually had me thinking about the producer and uh, him like just watching or reading the manga um, for the fights that he's lost kind of the the storyline. He's no longer cares about it. Uh, it. And he's just in it for the fights. And there were moments in that fight scene that I'm like, God, this would look fucking glorious on like a comic book page or something like yeah. Especially the whole like, oh, now we're fighting in close quarters and, you know, him like leaping for the ceiling and bringing down a wheel kick on him. Like there's there's a lot of like fun moments in there. But like um, I the the thing of like, hey, uh, hey, this is not real safe here and all that. And it's very clearly like two decoys that that are Mojito and stuff like that. yeah. I saw that clear as day, but also Yuji is like, that's 100% he's dealing with some shit. Yeah, I mean, he did just watch Nanami die, and like, so you're in that situation, and you don't have that third person, omnipotent, like, narrator sort of view to things, like, you're Yuji, you're in it, 
this night's been hell, this night's been carnage, and you see two people that might be survivors. Yeah. Like, how do you handle that? Do you assume that it's Mojito's shenanigans? Do you, do you assume? Yeah, do you punch a hole in the chest of two random, you know, passersby in the thought that, like, these might genuinely be bad guys? Yeah, do you kill two innocents? Because Gojo would. <laughs> oh, for sure he would. Gojo would. You know, that's just the cost. Nanami probably would as well. It's just the cost of doing business. Yeah. But Nanami's dead. He doesn't have says no more. No, but I you can't like that level of humanity is something that Yuji has. I know he's always going to. And Moito is, is going to take advantage of that. That's his nature. Wait, 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 wait. Mahito divides himself in two. Yep. And tracks down Nabara. And is going to like fuck and with is her. Planning on using I don't know if I can hand do you I don't know if we kill Nabara or not. Um I I think so so there's this thing about kind of the next generation, right? So and and there's a lot of movies and shit going on with us right now. Like the whole Marvel series is dealing with like what does it mean for the next generation to to be the to carry the fight and stuff. And like, you know, playing with that with like the different movies and like the Hawkeyes and stuff. I don't know. And there's there's it's not just them. There's like a bunch of different ones. Anyways, all all of that to say that um, she is part of the next generation and to take her out or Fushigoro, Fushigoro, whatever. Um, or Yuji would be, uh, I think, a mistake. I, I don't think anyone is safe. I think if they killed Yuji for real, I would believe it. Think so. I'm worried about Nabara because they haven't overly hinted in any way that she is significant to the future. Not at all. Like Yuji, we know that he's significant because of Sukuna. And then they drop that cursed womb like bullshit. And then Fushiguro, Sukuna literally kept him alive and defeated an ancient curse to make sure because he's got plans for him later. Yeah. And we know with how cool, like, chill Gojo was being in that fucking uh, bone tank that he's not he's not defeated. He's just captured. I mean, and that's the thing I was talking about, like, all the time. He's he's just getting pushed in a box. That's that's an ongoing theme. And in, in apparently the uh, the Jujutsu Kaisen series. But then Nobara, we've not been given any promises for her. And she's never been given a whole lot of. No, she's always just been the girl of the team. Yeah. Well, I mean, even think about like Maki, hear more about Maki's hopes and dreams and motivations. And yeah. we hear more about her family and what makes her work and how significant she is to the world. than we do about Nobara. And this makes me worried that. Mahito might actually ruin her. Especially on the like coattails of wanting because his his goal seems to be to kill uh, Yuji. Yeah, he wants to break Yuji mentally. I don't think he wants to kill Yuji because he needs Sakuna, but I just I think he wants to just make Yuji just not want to live anymore. 
Which would bring out Sukuna. Like, if yeah, Yuji would... loses his willpower, uh, fuck. Yeah, then everything's over. Well, we're not done yet, Metzger, and you know why? Because we have another anime to talk about. But before we get on to that, let's talk about uh, our socials. Uh, so, Metzger, the listener can uh, interact with us. And uh, where can they do that? You know where. Well, of course I know. That's Anime Tour Bus on Instagram, Anime underscore Bus on Twitter, and AnimeTourBus.wordpress.com. That's where you can check us out and uh, interact with us, and uh, we can we can all party together. Give us your hot takes. Um, <clears throat> Metzger, we're you and I are starting a guild. Okay. And that guild um, is going to have like a charter, and the the number one rule of the tar- charter is going to be "fuck it, we ball." Um, but we're going to do like a lot of kind of fuck it. We ball like enterprises. Um, and one of those we've just recently established listener. If you want to hire us, reach out at animetourbus.wordpress.com or, or one of those other ones. Uh, so anyways, uh, we're, we're going to pretend to be like a company looking to hire you call your work and see what bullshit excuse they're saying about you. And, Eric, and why are you saying this? This has nothing to do with Shangri-La. Messier, we're starting a guild. Okay, but we don't need to talk about that. Uh, but what we do need to talk about is guilds and how there's there's a shit ton of them apparently hunting this boy. Is there? Is that Yeah. What? There's I people thought... actively drawing his bows on him on the street. Just because they, they, even in a ghost costume, it is, no matter what he does, he's just fucked. Well, that's that one girl. If any <laughs> single person drew their bow on me in the street, you would never hear the end of it. That's one, you zip to the end of the fucking episode again. Okay. Classic Eric. Two. Remember that girl in the opening and like the the outside of the second town where she's like with her boyfriend? Yeah. Then Raku runs up to them. Yeah. And she's like, is that the bird man? Is that? And she pulls her bow. She's like, do I attack? And he's like, no, it's that. It's that couple again. So when she sees him. Oh, I didn't make that connection. At this point, it's a running gag. I think this is like the third time that she's tried to shoot him. Hilarious. He just keeps showing up and acting crazy. And she's like, that's not normal. That must be a monster. <laughs> if anyone ever drew a bow on me, you would never hear the end of it. Oh, I'm sure. I would just tell that story at parties all the time. So, so Metzger, I mean, besides starting a guild, we, we are also doing other stuff. Metzger, we're defeating tree monsters. That's, that's also part of our chart. Because that's fucking we ball behavior, you know? I love the tree monster. I want to become friends with the tree monster. Really? I feel, like I feel like he's got some good stories to tell. I feel like he wouldn't tell me those stories. Or he would at least charge me money for those stories. Uh, but charge no one else money. It's like, hey, did you get tickets to the concert? And they're like, what tickets? The, the concert was free, Eric. And I would discover <laughs> firsthand that, that I'd done fucked up and gave some some hobgoblin five bucks. That's uh, kind of the uh, the vibe I get from the tree monster. So definitely, I really enjoy his battle cry. 
It remind me about that battle cry. I I couldn't do it if I tried. I wanted you to though. But surely it made you giggle at least once. <laughs> I was here real focused on like kind of the I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of lit RPGs and stuff like that. So now now I'm real like oh, I wonder how he could maximize his stats. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, it's um, been untenable. So you, I almost said Yuji. Sun Rocky is having to fight this thing. He's got to just survive. But because he has the Vorpal soul, he's going to at least attempt to do damage. And the thing is invulnerable to damage. Sometimes. So he's got he's to keep it at a distance. Well, at the beginning of the episode, in his perception, it's invulnerable. Yeah. So he's got to keep it at a distance. But the longer he runs and the more he evades, the more dangerous the attacks become. So somehow he knocks the staff away from that monster and it goes absolutely apeshit. That's when you hear that wild battle cry. Um, and, and it's not that he just knocks the staff away, fucking snipes it with a knife throw, too. That was the coolest part for me. The fact that he just keeps it at a distance from him. I mean, that was pretty neat. That's, that's something, right? Yeah, no, I was here for it. It was a pretty good, um. And then he throws good. it and baits the monster into spending the last couple seconds doing that rather than fucking killing him. <laughs> and then that is where the the information is given to him that it's only invulnerable so long as it's holding the staff. Other than that, it's really easy to kill. Yeah, he he literally just butt stomps it like in Mario. Um, Metzger, I there was a plot twist in this that that I we we didn't kind of discuss right off the bat, and you know it's my thing to talk about the plot twist, and that the. Uh, a head is removable. Wait, that's not a plot twist. We knew it was a mask from the beginning. I thought it was on there for... I didn't, I didn't think it was a mask. I thought it was like the choice headpiece and that it was on there for good. It, it was just a headpiece. It's just an equipped piece of equipment. And they refused to show us his actual face. Yeah, he was doing it because he didn't want anyone to recognize him in this MMO. But they refused to show us. Oh, yeah, that's true. But then, like, you've seen him, like, eat several times where he has to, like, open the bird's mouth up to get into the mask to put the food in his actual mouth. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, he is awarded with virtually nothing. Like, he defeats this challenge and gets almost nothing as a reward. He gets max XP gain back. But he still gets to keep the weird bunny. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. And she helps him find a way to disguise himself into the city, and that is with a ghost costume. Um, yeah, that's like most of the episode. Oh, except for the girls still following him around. Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I, I like the like giant you. knight pretending like a little girl, like, Ooh. Peeking around yeah. the corner. <laughs> yes, yeah, just this menacing aura, and it's just, ew, ew. 
Oh, the fucking Uwu Night. Uwu Night is such a good name for a band. Oh my fucking no, god. No, it's not a good name for a band, but it will be a good name for your Final Fantasy fourteen character. Ooh, that's really good! Oh, man, actually, that's pretty solid. Ubu Knight. Oh, man. What if I just, like, roleplay my, my character as an Ubu girl? Go for it. I min-max my stats as an Ubu girl? I want you to know that I just went to FF Logs, and no one has that name. Oh, my fucking God. Lister, you better not fucking do it! I'm looking at you, listener. Because in 14, you have a first and a last name, so you would do Uwu Knight. If you could do a clean outro that doesn't involve Kissinger, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, hey, listener, you know what uh, event is really important and pretty great um, that that, you know, just happened? It's my desire to kiss your lips. It's Eric's inability to follow clear and concise instructions. <laughs> Metzger said, hey, don't include this one thing. And the first thing I did was, oh, fuck, how can I work this in in a way that has at least a little deniability? Yeah. Ha happy Eric's going to test limits day, everyone. <laughs> That's every day. Um, that is every day. Metzger, uh, we've had a good time here. We, uh, listener, get 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 you on your stocks. Invest. Today's the day. Did you know that if you invest a hundred dollars a month every single month or week, I forget the number, that turns into a one point six million dollars by the time you're sixty. If you if you do that good, that's that's a that's a good money. You know, what could you do with one point six million dollars when you're 60? Um, nothing. Climate change will be pretty bad right then. Spend your money now. Spend it now. <laughs> That's if you're nothing. Lucky, it'll be able to to keep you right above the poverty line until you die at 80. Yeah, but probably I, not. I, I was going to say a million dollars is nothing. To, to live on. I, if Listener, if you want to donate a million dollars to us, we, we will probably say your name every episode. I mean, let's see here and do the math. Like, currently, well, because theoretically, by the time you're retired, you wouldn't have a mortgage anymore. You would just have to pay, you know, insurance and taxes. So that would at least, like, no more house payment. Then you could potentially, if you did it right, downsize or you have rental properties. Like a million dollars could carry you pretty far if you'd made other smart decisions leading up to that to minimize also, your debt threshold. You might just be able to live uh, off of some of the interest of that, depending on like how you you keep that money. Like if you're investing that in like a good good account, maybe keep it up with like, you know, the eight, nine, ten, I don't know, five percent yearly interest and stuff like you might be able to make some some money off and keep that kind of chugging along. Cause I think the interest off of like a million dollars is like four hundred, five hundred dollars a year, depending on where you invest it. So, or five hundred, sorry, a month. Um, depending on like, how you invest that, it. What interest rate is that? Yeah, depending on how you, you invest that, that could be something. 
Well, definitely what I've done is um, set up the Roth IRA. And uh, I also have created like a life insurance policy that I will be able to subsidize and draw off of some of it after I turn 65 to supplement. Yeah. So probably whenever I turn 65, I will go ahead and pay for my funeral. Nah, and- I'm going to pay for my funeral. Y'all figure that out. G- give, give my body a science. Let science do whatever it does with it. You know, some people, they donated their body to science. Guess what they did with it? You want to hear what they did with it? I would you love did it as crash test dummies. That's one of the least impressive things that people have done with it. I know, but like that was also one of the ones where people got most upset. <laughs> it was actually like a big problem. The army takes your feet and puts them in boots and drops them on uh, landmines to see how well the shoes hold up. That's what the army tells you, but you know what's actually happened? Fucking what? army's got a kink. I believe that I believe that the army has a foot king and they're yeah. they're taking cadaver feet. To... They're like, oh, I fucking love these toes. I want to squish small animals with these toes. That's what the army says. With the de- with uh, decapitated feet. Yeah, my and feet. Bird. They would do that with my feet for sure. So another um, I mean, a lot of times you're given to. Body farms. Or you're given to cadaver dogs. Yeah. Um, Listener, if you want me, uh, if you want my feet to uh, be, if you're in the military and you want my feet, well, let us know on uh, animetourbus.wordpress.com, animetourbus on Instagram, and anime underscore bus on Twitter. Uh, hey, thanks for hanging out with us, unless you're like a, a weird kinky foot foot military man in which case uh pay, pay us you you money slut pig that's straight straight off the notes that metzger gave me god, god i metzger. mean i might legitimately do foot things for money i would do are you kidding me for sure um but hey listener if you want to do foot things for money, that's up to you. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs> thanks for thanks for listening to us. And uh, as always, bye. bye.